welcome to Old Money, a show dedicated to helping you build the trust fund you wish you were born with. Ladies who lunch, listen up. Life is not about looking rich. I want you to build a life and a legacy that feels rich in every sense of the word. If you're ready to stack cash, talk shop, and trade insider secrets, you're in the right place. These are the new rules to old money, so let's get after it. Hello, and welcome back to Old Money Podcast. I am your host, Amber Frankusen, and happy Lionsgate. That's right. This episode drops on August 8th, or 8-8, and 8 is a very lucky number in the Chinese culture. It is very closely associated with wealth. It's something about like how the, the word eight and the word wealth sound in Chinese. And since I'm not fluent, I have no idea what the sounds are. But just know that eight eight is a very wealthy, lucky, auspicious day. And there are probably a ton of rituals or special things that you could do to celebrate or call wealth into your life. But I'm not going there today. We're not going woo-woo. We're going completely superficial. And let's be honest, this is just the true me because today we're finally talking about my passion, reality television. Yes, I am so excited. Let's get right into it. Birdie and Bogey. This week's Birdie goes to the new Real Housewives of New York. Way to bring it, ladies. And great call by Bravo for completely ditching what was so broken, uninteresting, and just painful to watch and bringing us something fresh and new and is such a good representation of money in society today or women who are living really, really well. I'm obsessed. First and foremost, the star of the show by far for me, Jenna Lyons. I have been obsessed. I have been a fan forever when she was the creative director of J. Crew. I was in college, I think, trying to, you know, squish my sleeves up make myself look cute like the catalogs and wear chambray and plaid and all the things and always wearing a blazer. That was kind of the, you know, early 2010s when we were all wearing blazers to the club. I don't know what we were thinking, but I think Jenna Lyons had something to do with it. But she is just such a class act and I'm so happy to see her on television. And this episode was inspired by her because this one's going to be really fun, really light. It's just about style. But anyway, these women living in New York and having the very real conversations that they're having about where is cool to go out to dinner and where you don't want to be caught dead or just the little dramas that they're having and they're fresh, they're young, they have young kids, they're navigating, you know, we have an influencer, we have a real estate agent. I love to see career women doing the most and Housewives has kind of devolved into this just who can have the biggest fight and are we going on a trip and starting drama, Tamara? But I really feel that this new generation is what I want to see and what I want to be entertained with. I would be completely remiss to say that Bryn Whitfield is a complete star, to not say that rather. Oh my God, she's gorgeous. I've heard a rumor that she was almost casted on Vanderpump Rules and is maybe kind of tried to be around the reality TV show circuit. And good on her and good on the producers for snagging her for this show because she was just a little bit of pot stirring that we need. And I'm really happy to see some fresh blood on such a dead franchise. So take notes, Orange County girlies, you should be next. I want to see like Layla Milani on TV. I want to see the return of that girl, Casey, from Laguna Beach. I don't know if you guys know who I'm talking about, but they actually live the most fabulous lives. They're always dressed up for some sort of luncheon and a completely themed out 
absolute couture dresses. I'm I'm loving it. And it's just so fun to see something new. And I'm sorry, Tamara, I think you've been on television for too long. It's it's time for a change. So that's my bogey of the week is anything legacy housewives. Old money, okay, Sonia Morgan was tangentially related. She's old money adjacent, right? She's done. You guys, this whole like her doing the the simple life thing with Luann, it's just, I don't want to see older women go on television and just get hammer wasted and make fools of themselves. It's not a good look. And Dorinda, bless her heart, she is trying to do something on social media, but she should really get a publicist because it's not a good look. And I hear Ramona is dancing around town, getting on all the guys as she should, living her best life. But I don't want to see that anymore. You know, it was very charming 15 years ago, but it's time for us to move on. And what's been so interesting is in the resurgence of the new Real Housewives of New York, of course, we have the OG Bethany. And you're talking right now to a Bethany apologist. The way she held her own in that grocery store, trying to sling cookies, giving people directions on where to pick up their Clorox bleach for Bethany Bakes. She was a hardworking gal. She really hustled. And she's such a great representation of, like, do you remember when Alex McCord did the first version of the Skinny Girl logo? Or when her and Luann were in it because Luann was thinking that she invented the Skinny Girl margarita, even though Bethany was the one to package it, market it, make a product out of it, do something with the idea, regardless of who originated it. She is and has been such an inspiration for me of really seeing somebody be unapologetically themselves and grow a business and do all of the things that she's wanted to do. But ever since that and since reality TV, she's done a lot of things that haven't worked out. And now as I'm obsessed with Heather McDonald and she puts it so perfectly, she says that Bethany is now doing middle-class cosplay, trying to go to CVS and tell us what Pond's cream to get. Like, we know you're buying La Mer, Bethany. Like, please stop this. Anyway, she's now just trying so hard to come back and make something of something. And she and Jill just did this reunion podcast episode where they basically just barked at each other and tried to clear the air. And Bethany was saying some things like, okay, well, now that we did this, I don't want to be friends anymore. And I think it's interesting for her to capitalize on this moment. I think it's great. It's smart, but it's also very shrewd because at the end of the day, this was a real relationship and Jill is a real person. And I feel as though just kind of taking a big crap on everything they did and turning it into a media moment really devalues what they did have. So I can't imagine myself if, and there's plenty of friends I've had falling outs with or people that are no longer in my life by my choice or theirs that I'd love to sit and talk to with, but I'm not sure I would put that on a podcast for everybody to listen to, but who knows, maybe in 10 years I would. We never say never, right? So anyway, back to the point of this episode, we are getting into something a little bit more fun lifestyle because all old money is living well and getting wealthy. And one of the things about living well is is really dressing well and feeling good. So I put together seven style details that I think make you look expensive. And one of the things, I haven't talked about this much yet, but in developing this podcast, I really took my own personal values and was doing a lot of research on some more traditional old money values. 
And you know some of them, like the importance of education or philanthropy or family legacy, et cetera. And I put together 25 old money podcast values, things that really guide me, my North Star, things that align with how I do business, how I want to present myself, how I want to present this podcast. And obviously, I mean, I'm talking about real housewives and money or IRAs. It all blends together into lifestyle, right? So it's not super serious hardcore rules. This is not a rule book. It's just a set of ideas and and values that kind of guide me. So one of them, number seven on my list, we talked about in a previous episode, which is financial fight or flight. And getting out of financial fight or flight is the first step to building wealth. But number eight is all about image and humility and really presentation in a way that isn't an ostentatious display of wealth, but is more of a thoughtful way of putting yourself together so that you feel really good about how you show up in the world. And there are plenty of ways to dress like old money, even if you have no money. That's the reality. And in my closet, I have a ton of these hacks, right? There's so many of these great brands, especially now, are leaning into this more modest aesthetic, this more classic aesthetic. It's just what's trending. And I might've mentioned this already, but it actually tends to trend when the economy is not doing well. So in times of recession, we actually see less labels on the runways in the designer shows. We see more muted colors. It's about kind of reflecting the mood and the energy of culture. And so it's very trendy right now to dress old money. And there are plenty of ways to do that on a budget. Some of my favorite staple places are Zara. I have so many tweed looking blazers from there. I love Abercrombie and Fitch right now. Yes, I was an Abercrombie and Fitch girly back in high school. And that brand has had a total 360. No, I guess it's a 180 if you turn around, right? 360, you're back in the same spot. So, okay, they've done a total 180. They're back in popular demand again. They have really good staple pieces like the bodysuits and the trousers. You also have ASOS, Aritzia, Uniqlo, H&M. I've recently been starting to shop at Cezanne so much. Their pieces are so good. And all of these places are relatively affordable. So it's not about, again, looking like you're dressing up. You don't want to be dressing like you're playing a part, like you're trying to pretend like you live on the Upper East Side. And it's not about putting on airs and it's not about displaying your wealth. It's about being polished and feeling good, even if you're just running to the grocery store, because you know how it goes. When you look like an absolute slob, that's when you run into your ex and his new girlfriend. How can you really easily put some practices into your life so that no matter what you're doing or where you're going, you feel good about the way that you look and you're always ready for an introduction or presentation to somebody that you care about, or you might care about them having a good reception of you, including potential new clients. Like I am always running into people. San Diego is a small town. I crashed into the CEO of the last company I used to work with walking my dog a couple weeks ago. And if I was looking like absolute hot garbage, he would be like, damn, something happened with her, right? So I'm prepared to run into anybody at any single time. And I also just want to feel good because when I feel good, I know I'm going to present really well and be really confident. So I believe strongly that the devil is in the details. And again, a lot of my closet is stuff that is not super expensive. It's not a closet full of the row. I'm not spending $1,500 on a t-shirt, but the way that I'm dressing, it looks elegant and put together on a budget. 
So these are my seven styling details that I think really elevate a look to make it look more old bunny. So the first tip is grooming. And we all know having nice, neat nails and having showered and have clean hair is all important, but I'm talking about a couple more specific details. And one of them are the whites of your eyes and the whites of your teeth. I guess not the whites of your teeth, but how white your teeth are. So one of the things about the whites of your eyes, and if anybody has a dog, that's one of the first ways that you can tell if your dog is not doing well is if their eyes get really red and cloudy. And it's the same thing in humans. If you are not healthy, you do not have enough nutrients in your body, the whites of your eyes can get yellowy and they can get really red. So I love the purple topped Illumify drops for whitening my eyes, but it's not about just covering up the redness. It's about making sure you're getting enough nutrients and enough hydration so that the whites of your eyes are really bright because it's one of those subconscious signals to other people if you're in good health. And the same thing with whitening your teeth, just making sure you have a really nice, clean, bright smile. I was hooked on Crest White Strips for so many years, but I recently started going to the most amazing dentist in San Diego. They're a client of mine, Dentique, and I got a Zoom whitening treatment there. It's not that expensive. My boyfriend got it too, and it is a game changer. So definitely recommend that because that, again, is a denotation of health. Now that I just said that, I don't know if denotation is a word. However, the other thing I wanted to bring up as well is skin. And one of the things that I'm noticing is that, you know, people can have all different types of skin. All skin is beautiful. Freckles, I've really struggled with breakouts in my life and I have rosacea, so I tend to get really red. But the thing to me that really makes a difference is skin texture. Like, is your skin glowy and healthy and light without makeup? Or does it look like I could take my fingernail and scrape some of your makeup or dead skin off? So some of my best tips for skin texture, obviously getting on a really good skincare routine and incorporating retinol. And another one of my clients, Dr. Azadeh Shirazi or Skin by Dr. Ozzy, as you probably know her, her skincare line is amazing. It's all that I use right now. And I'm obsessed. My skin's never looked better. We can talk all about that on another episode, but That's a really big one. Using a retinol is a really big one so that you have good exfoliation and getting into practice of that. If you could get a diamond glow or hydrofacial where it exfoliates your skin. And then also a big one for me is dermaplaning where they take a scalpel and actually shave your face and it gets that layer of dead skin cells off of your skin. It makes a huge difference on how your skincare penetrates and how your makeup lays on your face. And skin texture and having a smooth texture is really, really a great detail to pay attention to. And probably the one I struggle with the most is hair texture. And everybody knows that messy hair is just part of my brand. I just can't do it. It's so much work to blow dry and have it all nice and neat. But what I'm really noticing for myself is the thing that makes me look the most frazzled is split ends. So getting regular trims, making sure your hair is healthy, I've been using the Kevin Murphy hair oil. It's called Ageless or something like that. It's in a purple bottle in case you're looking for it. It is so good. I love it as a finisher and also just putting it over my hair before I go to bed at night. I'm sleeping on a silk pillow cloth so that I don't get a lot of breakage. All those little details really add up. And I just started on a, uh, I think it's called Vegamore routine where I have a gummy that I eat at the end of the day doesn't taste bad and it's supposed to be like biotin and help your hair grow, all that kind of stuff. And then also hair oil to go along with that. So those grooming details, 
the whites of your eyes, how white are your teeth, healthy nails, skin texture, taking care of split ends, all of those grooming details when taken care of properly make you look like you have your life together. The next detail is fit of your clothes. This is so huge because I'm going to be honest with you. Most places that you get your clothes from do not fit you right. Just period full stop. Because when you buy something in the store, you have to be the exact right measurements of the fit model for it to fit the way that it should. So I'm a big believer in taking things to get tailored. And the things I get tailored the most are trousers, like pants for work and things like that. And also jeans and shorts. So just putting a couple of darts in the back of a pair of jeans can make them fit you and hug you a lot better. I don't know about y'all, but my hips and my waist are just not in the same ratio as the way that all jeans are made. The only jeans that fit me perfectly without getting them touched are mother jeans, but there's only one, one style that I really, really like. So that is a huge tip. Find a good tailor. If you're in San Diego, North County, San Diego, go to Kim's Alterations on 101 right there in downtown Encinitas. She is the best but we down, now live down in actual San Diego and I can't drive to Encinitas anymore. So if anyone has a good tip for a good tailor in San Diego, I'm on the look because I'm very particular about who touches the clothes that I invest in. Tip number three is paying attention to the quality of the materials of your clothes, especially if you hate wrinkles like I do. I think wrinkles are the fastest way to make you look messy. And it sucks because I love things like linen, linen shirts and things like that. And we've all come through this forever 21 polyester phase where nothing wrinkled because it was just made of chemicals essentially. And now we're back to investing in some clothes that are, you know, cotton and and wool and blended and keeping things looking really nice and neat. So this is the old money tip of the day. If you are in the market for a steamer, forget buying the steamer on Amazon. There is a steamer closet. I want it so badly. We don't have the room for it right now. It's, I think, $1,100. It's by Samsung. And it's a little piece of closet that you install. And it's a very magical piece of closet. It's giving the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Except what it actually is, is when you hang your clothes inside this piece of closet, this little wardrobe, you turn it on and it steams your clothes for you in this box. And so you can put three things in these little steamer racks and it fills it up with steam and air it refreshes your clothes. It makes them all unwrinkly. I want it so badly because I hate steaming clothes and I feel like I'm always steaming stuff. So that's the hot tip. Get Let me know if you get it and you love it because I want one so badly. But I steam everything. I steam all of my sweaters and my jeans and all these things to make them feel really fresh. I also have been using the laundry spray by, by Rado. It smells really lovely to refresh things because I don't want to smell like downy wrinkle release. But the quality of the material and then keeping it nice and clean is very important. You want to stay away from things that pill. Things that get overwashed and pill look really, really cheap, unfortunately. It looks old and worn. And you want to be looking for some higher quality fabrics. One of the most affordable high quality fabrics is extra fine merino wool. It doesn't pill. You can wash it at home, hang it to dry. Uniqlo actually has a lot of extra fine merino wool pieces and they're very affordable. So I would look for those for sure. Obviously keeping yourself on a good schedule of steaming your clothes so that they all look nice and neat and hang everything to dry. It is going to extend the life of your clothes so significantly if you don't put things in the dryer. 
what I like to do is let everything air dry and then I'll put it in the dryer with dryer balls for about 15 minutes just on air to make it not so stiff and make it look a little bit looser. Um, That's been working really well for me. Tip number four is layer. Layering is just like when you're decorating a home and you want to pull in interest and depth to the room. Use a lot of different materials to do that and create interest. And layering is the best way to create interest and make your outfit look elevated. If you're wearing my go-to outfit, which is jeans and a tank or jeans and a t-shirt, throwing a blazer or a sweater over your shoulders is a number one way to just elevate the look really, really quickly. So we love to do that to bring depth to the outfit. And it's also a really nice way to just make sure that you're comfortable. I think that's one of the biggest pieces of style that we forget about is, does this feel good for me? And I'm a person who is always cold, so I always have a sweater over my shoulders. That's such a preppy thing to do. Just making sure you have something extra to add oomph to your outfit. And the other thing to think about too is bringing something in that feels very you. And this kind of goes into tip number five, which is figuring out your signature style. So the rule of thumb of getting dressed is having some basics as your layer and then using something extra to give you that oomph. And that oomph might be a red lip. It might be a hat. It might be a cute blazer that you have over your shoulders. When you do all of those things at once, it can look really chaotic. So pick one piece of oomph to make your outfit really jump. But one of the things that I want to say too is when you are talking about your signature style, this is where I really want to emphasize that dressing in an old money style, again, it doesn't mean looking like you're going to a country club in 1982. It means figuring out what works for your body, what you feel good and comfortable with, and making sure that what you're wearing is a representation of you and not a representation of something else. And this is where we get into some muddy waters about old money values traditionally and what I think are the new rules to old money. Because the old rules to old money were don't wear any labels, make sure that you're not being flashy, make sure that you're doing only quiet luxury things. And I just don't agree with that because it's so limiting. And sometimes I want to wear a pattern, right? There are so many creative and fashionable people out there. And to say that the way that they're dressing is not appropriate because it's not quiet luxury is so antiquated. It really is. There are so many people out there with such great style, but it's their signature style. And some of the people that I love are Dylan Lex. I love her jewelry. I followed her forever. I love being Caroline on Instagram. She's the woman who always talks about her neck mess. She wears so much jewelry. Just people that are more is more. I'm here for it. Like Martin Lawrence Bouillard, the interior designer, he is all just Hollywood glamour. Even Jonathan Adler these days, there's nothing that is quiet about either of their designs. But to me, that's the new old money. That's the new, you know, Palm Springs having a martini in your colorful house at four o'clock in the afternoon thing that I love. Now, as it relates to building your signature style, I think one of the easiest ways to do this is to start with some pretty basic pieces and solid colors and just come up with your favorite colors, your color palette, and you can't have too many. So I have one color that I add to my wardrobe and believe it or not, it's on brand for this. Of course, it's green. Green's my power color. 
I wear white and black, so much white and black. And then I wear taupe and tan, whatever. And I wear green and all of that works together. So when I'm putting together outfits or I'm shopping and there's something that's bright yellow or whatever, I know that's going to be an accent piece or something that I don't wear often versus something that I can wear all the time that's going to be in my core color palette. I've spent the last many years building a capsule wardrobe, so it's so easy for me to get dressed for literally anything now. We'll do a whole nother episode about that, but for you as you're building your signature style, just thinking about what looks good on you, starting with some basic colors, doing a monochrome moment a la Yolanda Hadid. I love to see it, but really figuring out what you're known for wearing. Tip number six is get your accessories on point. So accessories elevate a look so very quickly. I love that gold is having such a moment right now. And one of the things that I think is really important is coordinating all of your jewelry and accessories so that they work together. The old, old money rule, the traditional rule was you needed to wear matching shoes with a matching belt and a matching bag. That's not it anymore. And I'm so glad for it. But the one new money rule that I would say to follow is don't be wearing so many different labels of things that they look kind of clashy. So if you're wearing a YSL belt with Hermes or on slippers and a Chanel bag, there's a lot going on there. So I think that looking at some things of, are they in the same fabric family, like same type of leather, same color of leather, and they're not so labely is really important. And then also making sure that the hardware or the jewelry that you're wearing is really working well together. I struggle with this a lot. I'm actually thinking about changing out all of the buttons on all of my blazers to be gold because I have some of them that are silver and then I wear gold jewelry and carry a bag with gold hardware and it doesn't work. So keeping your accessories on points and coordinating all the hardware that you're wearing, I think is important. That's not to say that mixing metals doesn't work. It's just about making an outfit pull together and look really intentional. And then tip number seven of elevating your style to make you look expensive, this is the most important one of them all, is what is the energy and the presence that you bring when you walk into a room, when you get dressed, when you go somewhere? The energy that you have is what people notice first, not what you're wearing or who you're wearing or how much money you spent on your bag, but what type of energy do you walk in with? There's a lot of things that you can do to set your energy right, no matter where you're going or what you're doing. One of the things that I really do is meditation, and I do a lot of walking meditations with the Superhuman app. Mimi Bouchard has pioneered this walking meditation concept. I listen to one every morning when I'm walking my dog. I'll listen to them in the car before I go into a big meeting, but there's so many different scenarios that you could choose from depending on what's going on for you, like a morning meditation before a busy day or an evening wind down as you take off your makeup kind of meditation. So many different ones to choose from that really help you just get present and aligned with your energy. That's a great way to kind of reset. And then the other thing is just making sure that you're taking some deep breaths, pulling your shoulders back and leading with an open heart when you're going into someplace new. I cannot tell you how much that difference makes in the way people will respond to you, react to you, and the way that you feel as well. And then the last little detail on this is what do people notice before they even see you is your energy and your smell. 
And perfume is such a big part of an old money look and something that I think gets overlooked a lot. Making sure that your perfume is representative of yourself, of your personality. Perfumers suggest that you have at least two signature perfumes, one that's a work or daytime perfume and one that's a special occasion or nighttime perfume. Because our memories are so closely intertwined with scents, you want to separate the two so that your sexy, moody date night isn't getting muddled with a really stressful meeting that you had. But it's another way to really elevate your signature style so people have something to remember you by. So those are seven style details that make you look expensive. They are grooming, fit, tailoring, the quality of materials that you wear, layering, figuring out your signature style, and trying to stay away from a lot of labels, having your accessories on point, and then being aware to your energy and presence. Let me know what other hot tips you have on old money style. I'm dying to know. And before I let you go today, you know I love to give you a hot stock tip, you know, a little insider trading secret, what to buy, what to sell. And what I just did this weekend, and I'm feeling so good about it, is a closet clean out. And you're like, yeah, bitch, I've heard this so many times in all the magazines that I've read. But there's something about cleaning out your closet and getting rid of things that don't make you feel like your best self that immediately makes space for me to go shopping again and fill the closet and all the hangers that are loose with something new that really represents me. So when you're cleaning out your closet, you might know this hack, but if you are reluctant to give things away, what they recommend that you do is turn all of your hangers backwards. So instead of just having the hanger where you hook it forwards, hook everything backwards and leave it that way until you wear the piece of clothing. And then when you wear the piece of clothing, you can hang the hanger the right way, hooking it on forward. Set a reminder in your Google calendar for 60 or 90 days into the future to go through and take everything that you did not wear. So anything where the hook is still facing backwards, it's time to say goodbye. Thank you for your service, but we will no longer need to be in business together. And let's give it away. Let's donate it. If you're in San Diego, I take all my stuff to the Rancho Coastal Humane Society drop-off in Cardiff. It's right by Fiji's Donuts. And that supports the shelter I used to volunteer at until I couldn't volunteer anymore because I would cry too hard when dogs get adopted, which doesn't make any sense. But let's give those clothes a new life with somebody who can use them and just know that you're energetically making room for something else. The other thing is don't give away your seasonal items. If it's hot when you're doing this, just put all of your coats in a different closet or a different space if you have the opportunity to so you can cycle things in and out. When you don't see them in your closet all the time and you move them back into your closet when the seasons change, it's like you get a whole new wardrobe again. So just a hot tip on that. So we will do an episode coming up soon about how to build a capsule wardrobe because it has changed my life to be really, really frank. But for now, I will let you go. Thank you so much for spending time with me on this episode. I love a little style kiki. Let me know what else you want to talk about by sending me an email at oldmoneypodcast at gmail.com or a DM on social at oldmoneypodcast. Please, if you could be so kind, go take a second to rate, review, and subscribe. I love you so very much, and I will talk to you on the next episode. Ciao. Feeling rich? I hope so. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Old Money. If you have questions you want answered, email me at oldmoneypodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on social. We are at Old Money Podcast, and I am at your service. 
If this episode spoke to you, inspired you, helped you, if you took a single note, it would mean the world to me if you could please just take a minute to rate and review the podcast. And if you're not doing so already, subscribe. And if you have friends who like getting rich, please share this episode with them, even if it's just on your Instagram story. And I'd love you more than Jeff Bezos loves Amazon Prime. Thank you so much. And I will talk to you on the next episode. Remember, I'm not your lawyer, I'm not your tax professional, and I'm not your financial advisor. The content presented in this podcast is intended to entertain, educate, inspire, and support listeners in their personal and professional development and does not constitute business, financial, or legal advice. In addition to that, this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. 